everyone, and welcome to our Sisters in Arms podcast. This is our third episode, and we are so happy that you're here. Today, we are going to be talking about something really awesome. Um, we started out this podcast really... This is Emily, by the way. <laughs> um, we started out this podcast originally. We were going to talk about how to navigate the daily battles that we face as far as emotionally and all of that goes. But as we dove deeper into our study of that, um, we realized that it really comes down to our knowledge of God and our in our relationship with him. And so really we've kind of pivoted to be focusing more on characteristics of God and then how that affects us um, just to spur you on your own relationship with him. So today we're going to be talking really quickly about how God's love for us will never change and the stabilizing truth of that. Um, Bethany, do you want to get us started with the first passage and talk? Yeah, I, I just wanted to, um, it, this is going to be kind of like a, like a four part series where, um, there's like certainly any truth that you come across in God's word will help stabilize you. But, um, we're talking about those times where you're kind of, um, caught off guard, or maybe you're just going through a really difficult trial or, um, you know, a a really scary storm. And it's the idea of using like we're, like we're supposed to as Christians using God's word to help stabilize us in those trials. Um, think of, um, that stuff that's in the bottom of a ship is called ballast. And that's what keeps the ship in the storm from capsizing because there's a weight in the bottom of the boat, basically that mental picture. Yes. The mental picture of, um, this boat, uh, being stabilized in a storm. That's what these truths from God's word should, uh, do for us. Um, if we, if we study them and know them. Um, so there are four of them that we're going to be going through. And the first one that we're going through today is that God's love for me will never change. And there's obviously, I mean, the Bible is a favorite. (laughs) <laughs> a favorite passage a favorite. So my favorite truth I don't oh know. yes well I think it I I don't know I think it probably depends on how the Holy Spirit is using the Bible yeah. to minister to For you but Bible. I mean all of these are really great one of my favorites is that the fact that God's love for me will never change and certainly all of the um, Bible is full of um, passages that talk about his love we're going to just take a few of them um, and the first one is first John. Um, you could probably guess that right off the bat, that whole book is talking about how God is light and God is love. Mm-hmm. Um, first John specifically chapter four, let me pull it up here. Um, verses nine, 10, um, we'll start there. It says in this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. And then jumping down to verse 16, and we have known and believed the love that God had to us. God is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. The passage is just chock full of incredible, um, 
I guess, theology, your study of God, Mm -hmm. um, knowing God is love. Um, but we'll just, I, if I, (laughs) I need to stick closely to the, to the passage because otherwise I'll just talk. Trying to smush the love of God into 15 minutes. It's not, (laughs) it's not your own study. (laughs) Well, we'll do our best. Yeah. You go study these passages too. First John four, really the whole book of first John, but specifically in this podcast, (laughs) first John four. Um, and just to give you a little bit of background, first John, second John, third John, but we're, we're in first John, um, we're talking, he is writing to believers who have gone through a crisis. There was Mm. basically dissension in their, in their church and people left the faith and said that Jesus isn't the Messiah and they were trying to stir up strife in the church. And so John is writing an encouragement to them. Um, if you've gone through a crisis in the last yeah, year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were facing a crisis just like we face Christ, crises uh, in, in our lives. Um, and probably John. Uh, the disciple John there, it's not actually certain who actually wrote John, but I think it's John, uh, the disciple wrote, um, to these, to these believers who were facing crisis. And he focused on that. God is light and God is love. Um, and the fact that God's sacrificial love for us should change our hearts, Mm-hmm. Um, in fact does when we're his children. And so it's just an encouragement for me to remember from this passage, um, what, whatever I'm facing, if it's, um, you know, I could give you a, a dozen different scenarios, but mm-hmm. take the scenario that you are in and, and think about it in light of God loves me. Um, it's such a simple principle. Jesus loves me. This I know. Um, it's, it's so simple, but it's so profound because that passage, um, he sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Um, mm-hmm. Real love is sacrificial and, and true love is, is God. God is love. Mm-hmm. And the fact that um, he sent his son to die for us. I mean, if you're a mom, think about that. Uh, just the sacrifice because he loves us. He loved us first. Mm -hmm. Even, even in my um, Matthew Henry says in this was manifest the love of God towards us, towards us mortals, us ungrateful rebels. Mm -hmm. All right. That's, that's, he loved us enough to send his son to die for us so that Mm -hmm. he could have a relationship with us. Um, and I think the two aspects of God's love that mean the most to me personally is that um, he He did it when I didn't deserve it. I still don't deserve it, but he did it when I don't deserve it. And it was so sacrificial, even in Jesus's life, when you're focusing, when you, when you study um, just the night before he died, he was washing the disciples, the disciples feet and um, just so when the rubber hits the road, I'm going through a hard trial. I can remember that God's love for me never changes. It yeah. was constant and pure and steadfast and strong, even when I was rejecting him in my sin. Mm-hmm. And now when perhaps I'm walking with him and I'm in a hard trial, it's the same and it's mm-hmm. strong and it's steadfast and it's it won't ever change. Yeah. Um, 
So yes, that's the first passage <laughs> that okay. talks about so God's that- never changes. There are several passages listed here. I'm going to give you two of them to study on your own. And then I'm going to jump ahead to one of my favorite passages and we'll just talk about it really quickly. And then we'll wrap up one passage. You guys can study is Jeremiah 31 verses two through three talks about how God's love is everlasting and God is faithful. Mm -hmm. Um, The second passage you guys can study is Romans five verses seven through eight. Again, talking about Christ's ultimate sacrifice for us as sinners. Um, But the one that I'm going to talk about quickly is Romans chapter eight. I'm not going to read all the verses, just um, verse 35 and then verse 39, but it's all of those verses. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Um, And then it, and it goes, goes through a list and then. At the end, it says, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present or things to come, powers, height, depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And I wanted to bring out, um, I don't know, growing up, I always thought about this as like, um, you know, somebody somebody coming and trying to separate me from God's love with the sword and everything. Um, I don't know. That's what's just I, what I had pictured in my mind, but as an adult and, and almost we're turning 30 this year. So like mid ish life is that you were supposed life? to keep that a secret. <laughs> um, but more and more, I, I sense myself trying to separate from God's love because I know that I am unworthy. I, I heap heap, um, shame on myself when, when God doesn't, God never shames us. Mm -hmm. Something that I, that I talk, that I, um, was thinking about today, um, about this truth that God loves us, um, and that his love will never change. I, I always understood that there's nothing so bad that I could do that would change God's love for me. I knew he loved the worst of the worst scum of the earth. Like He loves everyone, but it's also true that there's nothing I can do well to make God love me more. And I see that desire to earn love and earn validation in my life. Um, and I, like my husband tries to love me that way, but so often I push him away because I feel like I'm not, I'm not worthy of it of the love, but he doesn't love me because of how I look or because of what I do. He loves me because he, he chose me to be his wife. You know, like he loves me and it's the same way we love our kids. Is there anything your kid could do to make them, to make you love them more? No, you love them because they're your children. <laughs> and it's the same way that God loves us. And, um, it's just that nothing can separate us from his love, can add to it or detract from it. And that truth, it because that reveals and says to my heart, he loves me not because of what I do, but but because I'm his creation. Mm-hmm. That because I'm his. He made me. He that's he loves me. Me, me, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like not what I do. He loves me. Yeah. And that by itself is so, it, if you let that truth sing into your heart, it will permeate mm-hmm. how you love others. 
mm-hmm. and it will permeate the way that you accept love mm-hmm. um, from from your husband and from others around you. Um, yeah. So good. There's so much more you could bring out of that. Passage. Yeah, so yeah. much. And I mean, all of these passages tie in so closely together. That's mm-hmm. that's why he sent his son to be yeah. the propitiation or the the us. substitution, the the replacement for us mm-hmm. because he loves us and he wants to to dwell with us. And that's mm-hmm. how he was able to because he when he looks at us, he sees Christ's sacrifice. He doesn't see yeah. my sin. When um, you encounter, sorry, I interrupt. Oh, go you. ahead. You're when fine. When you encounter someone who loves you like that, mm-hmm. it's humbling because mm-hmm. you know you you don't deserve it, and mm-hmm. you want to say no. Like, mm-hmm. but but it's that. That's what we're talking about. Is that when when you experience a a friendship with someone who loves you like that, mm-hmm. it changes you. Yeah. And, and other people will want what you have. It's yeah. so, it's grounding. Nothing can shake you from it that. Yeah. It grounding is. is a good, uh, because we're talking about what, what can stabilize us when we're in a trial, God's yeah. love, because it never, ch- never changes. Yeah. God's love for me will never change because God never changes. Yes, exactly. God never changes. His love for me will never change. And that's a truth that I can cling to when everything else is changing. Um, and it makes me want to know him more, which ties yeah. in really well with our theme verse for the podcast. We're going to let you go here so we don't go over our 15 minutes, but it has been a pleasure to talk about God's love with you. And I'm Maybe it should to. be an eight part series the next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. We're well, excited we'll for see. Night. Yeah. But um, to close this out, Psalm 25 verses four and five. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long.